Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Hawkeye fans, Chad Leistico of the Des Moines Register. Uh, the long-awaited anticipation for uh, Kennington Smith's replacement is over. And uh, happy to introduce to you all uh, Tyler Tashman. Uh, you can see the spelling, I believe, on the screen, Tyler. Uh, he informed me how it's pronounced. Obviously, name pronunciation, very important to me as well. It's a constant struggle. It's why it's in my Twitter bio. Uh, the best way you described it to me, my friend, is like the New York Yankees president or whatever, Brian Cashman. It rhymes with that. So Tyler Tashman, welcome uh, you to the Hawkeyes Beats. Uh, let's just say, hey, and uh, introduce yourself to the Hawkeye fans. Yeah, well, first... Um... I think the long awaited, uh, you know, <laughs> introduction is, uh, I appreciate that, but I, that, that's, uh, I, I'll take that very humbly, but yeah, my name is Tyler Tashman, um, been hired as the Iowa Hawkeyes beat reporter at the Des Moines register. We'll mostly be focusing on football and men's basketball, but, um, graduated from Indiana university in May um spent a lot of time during my time as a student uh covering indiana basketball indiana football um and then to a certain extent just indiana athletics generally so um i already kind of have a familiarity obviously with the big 10 and have have been to iowa games when they've played indiana and followed them um you know from a distance already so uh i'm just you know looking forward to the opportunity to cover the teams and, um, you know, really be a connector. And, and I'm sure I'll probably get into a little bit more of this later, but, and, and also with, um, I kind of wrote an introduction piece that'll be going tomorrow, but to be a connector between, you know, you all as a fan base and, um, and Iowa athletics, that's something I'm really big on is the, the human interest side of it, you know, helping you guys feel more connected to, athletics and um you know who people are as humans not just what they're going to do on the field or court or every anything else so um yeah i appreciate uh you having me on <laughs> of course yeah i mean i've been uh quote unquote on my own uh dargan southern's been awesome he's producing this podcast uh kind of being my uh pinch hitter teammate um in the meantime we've had different guests on the hawk central podcast uh, throughout the weeks, and now Tyler will be a regular part of our team. His first day is today. Uh, Tyler, uh, one of the a few of the interesting things that I already know about you, but let's keep exploring these things that you are from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And you mentioned to our listeners, viewers, that you attended Indiana, and that's where um, you kind of gained some of your journalistic chops and where where we could see a lot of, of promise in your work and, and covering Indiana basketball, uh, which I think is really valuable, um, you know, uh, to have some uh, experience covering the Big Ten. But it kind of seems like just on the surface, at least, and maybe you can expand on this, is that you've kind of been, I mean, I'm guessing being from Chapel Hill and then Bloomington, Indiana, like two blue bloods of college basketball, 
that you're into college, like college basketball is your thing. Do you have, what is your basketball background and is that true? I would say I, I really enjoy college basketball. I, I don't know if I'd say it's like, it's my thing. I think just covering Indiana, it's kind of, it goes without saying that like people are more interested in basketball than football in Indiana and like football season for the most part, like maybe outside of 2020 where that COVID season where they really broke out, like football is kind of just a way to pass time until basketball comes. So like, I think because North Carolina university of North Carolina is so basketball oriented and because Indiana is so basketball oriented, I've just kind of steered toward the basketball side of it. But that's actually one thing I'm really excited about um, coming to Iowa now is that just the the passion for football and, and um, the excitement for football, the the culture of football, um, and, and also being able to have a really good basketball program alongside of that. So being able to kind of um, have two really strong programs in that regard. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would necessarily say like, basketball you know I, I I enjoy basketball I don't know if it's specifically my thing but the one thing I think that's really that I can connect between Iowa and North Carolina and Indiana is just the college town vibe um, all of them are very similar in that sense in that they have a very passionate fan base people care um, just the kind of tight-knit community that's I, I enjoy you know I, I found a lot of parallels living in Bloomington uh, as living in Chapel Hill and, you know, I have a feeling that I'm probably going to feel the same way about Iowa City. Um, so that's one thing I just I enjoy covering college athletics, um, especially now because uh, the point I am in my life where um, I, I just graduated from college. But I feel like I can really relate to where people are in their lives, like uh, these athletes are being able to uh, learn, you know, being starting to kind of learn who you are as an adult. Uh, you know, living on your own, all these type of challenges that, you know, you face kind of when you're off in the real world. So um, I think those things like are definitely just appealing to me in in terms of having a job like covering college athletics. So you're you cover. Did you cover uh, the Iowa Indiana football game two years ago in Kinnick? I did. Yeah. And that okay. was. A, yeah, that was a. I, I've actually, right yeah, off the bat. yeah, I've covered that. I was at the. Uh, Jordan Bohannon when he hit the game winner against Iowa in the uh or against Indiana in the uh Big Ten tournament in twenty twenty two. But yeah, so I've been I've been around for some memorable Iowa moments for <laughs> Iowa fans, but not Indiana. So <laughs> I just looked at the future schedules. Iowa does not play the Hoosiers in football until two thousand twenty five. And that's actually in Bloomington. It looks like they haven't set the date yet. So I, I guess I don't know if that's the FBS schedules listed as, as maybe the Big Ten opener, but I don't I don't know if that's accurate. So, but it is at Indiana. So there you go. You got it. So you got to stick around at least through 2025. By the way, just that's part of the contract I think we signed with you. <laughs> but so we can go back there together. Um, but uh, you know, do you have one? I've got a lot of listener questions lined up. So thank you to our to those in my text group for sending those along. And if you have any, please uh, drop some in the YouTube comments here and, and we'll do our best to answer them. We actually will touch on a few other little topics toward the end of the show, including Iowa going to Big Ten Media Days, which Tyler will join me at. And then uh, the Gable Stevenson uh, talk in wrestling. And we're planning to get to that. Uh, but Tyler, uh, now do you, our previous Hawkeyes reporter, Kennington Smith, beloved, so high bar, 
here. Uh, no pressure, but don't put pressure on yourself either. I'm just telling you, just be yourself. That's what you know, put your head down, be yourself. Uh, Hawkeye fans will love that about you. But do you, he was a big Georgia Bulldogs fan because that was his, where he went to school. So would you consider yourselves self kind of a Tar Heels fan uh, collegiately? Uh, do you come with any fandom to any like teams um, at all um, outside? Obviously, we're not fans on the Hawkeye beat, but outside of, of what you're covering. I would say, yeah, I'm a North Carolina fan just because I grew up like I think that's a lot of where my passion for sports came from, like just growing up, going to um, even the smaller UNC sports like uh, softball and wrestling, which I know is really big at Iowa, but um, going to those type sports, field hockey, all of that. So I would say I'm a UNC fan. And then professionally, um, I root for the St. Louis Cardinals because my dad grew up in St. Louis. So he kind of brainwashed me from an early age, made me a Cardinals fan. So I see you're shaking your head. So I don't know if you're very a Cubs. disappointing. Yeah. Are you a Cubs, Cubs. fan? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But, I, I can get my Cubs 2016 world series champs t-shirt back there if you want. Yeah. That I remember, was it the uh, game seven? I remember watching game seven with like, was it the, when Rajai Davis hit a home run for the yeah. Indians? Yeah. <laughs> that game was crazy. I was really uh, crazy, so but yeah. yeah. I guess the Guardians game. now, but yeah. Guardians, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's uh, all right. I mean, there's a, I was like Cubs and Cardinals and some other stuff too. Twins, Royals. I mean, a few Brewers fans, White Sox, but I would say Cubs, Cardinals is kind of like, you know, Bears, Packers, Bears, Vikings, Packers, Vikings, like that type of thing here. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, I mean, the, the Cardinals are – for the Cardinals fans out there, this season has been, I mean, a, <laughs> nothing short of a dumpster fire. So <laughs> prayers to all of my other Cardinals fans out there. Yeah. Uh, let, let me just get into some listener questions, and I'm sure we'll weave back in and out uh, of personal stuff as we go here. But uh, uh, one of the early questions that I got, was when you think of Iowa, what is the first thing that you think of? Uh, obviously, you had interest in this job. You applied for the job. But, uh, you know, you're in, what do you know about Iowa? Or what did you know about Iowa coming into this process? Definitely just about – well, actually, first I'll say uh, I w before – like this was probably when I was in high school, but watching Field of Dreams. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that – that was sort of like, I don't, it, I wouldn't say my introduction, but like, that was a really cool moment of like watching Field of Dreams and, you know, if you build it, they'll come, all that stuff. Like that was cool. But what I knew about Iowa, like, I don't, I, I don't feel like it's really that much like foreign to me because being in Indiana, being in the Big Ten, like, like I said, I've already been around for some like kind of memorable Iowa moments, just covering it from the Indiana perspective. Um like I was at last season at Assembly Hall when uh, Iowa men's basketball just blew out Indiana. I was actually I was also at the game that Indiana women's basketball beat Iowa. Oh, wow. That was a really good game. Or that was the one yeah. at Assembly Hall, not the not the Caitlin Clark game winner, but I was at that. Right. Um but I think what like stands out in my mind in, in a similar way to Indiana is that it's just like people are very passionate about sports and Iowa doesn't have that like major professional team that Indiana does where Indiana does still have the Pacers and the Colts. Iowa doesn't kind of have that NFL NBA, you know, team to where 
you know, Iowa Hawkeyes are sort of taking that place or Iowa State or, you know, college athletic. No, no. <laughs> I'm trying to be unbiased here. I'm trying to, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, but any, but just the, the importance of college athletics. And I, I really, and I like that because, and it's changing now with like the NIL landscape and all of that, but I just like the camaraderie of college sports and like the team aspect of it. Um, where, you know, in professional sports, you have guys chasing money a lot more. And, and, and obviously, like I said, that changed, that's changed a little bit now with NIL and the transfer portal, but just the, I don't know, just the overall, like kind of culture of college athletics. And I think that like, definitely is something that stands out in my mind about Iowa. All right. So one topic I really want to, I, honestly, I haven't talked to you a ton about this yet, so I'm interested as well, but you have, I don't know how far you've gotten, but I know you got through rewatching and this is your first day on the job. So give Tyler a lot of credit for watching Iowa football games before he even started this job. So after he was hired at, you know, maybe even before he were hired, started watching all the games of the 2022 season. Now, all those listening to this know uh, are kind of laughing, chuckling because 2022 was a rough, rough, rough season offensively yet somehow Iowa found ways to win games. Anyway, I'm just kind of curious your impressions before you started of Iowa football, before you started watching those games and maybe your perceptions of Iowa football after watching the 2022 season. I knew that they kind of have the, the style of the, you know, ground and pound and really good defenses. And, you know, that's kind of their identity. I didn't know it was quite to the extent of a South Dakota state opener where <laughs> they <laughs> they score seven points and they don't even score a touchdown. They, two safeties and a field goal. And that was kind of like. <laughs> First I, game you watched, right? First yeah, that was like just drinking straight out of the fire hose to like <laughs> welcome me in. But because um, I remember hearing about that, like when it happened and being like, that's crazy. But then, then watching it and um, I guess I'll say my impression, and this is not going to like come as a surprise to people, but that <clears throat> I was defense is insanely good. I, Cooper DeGene is really, really good. Um, obviously this isn't new to anyone else, but it was kind of new for me watching it. Um, the offense, I, I feel like, you know, I know Spencer Petras took a lot of heat and, he wasn't great, but at the same time, I think that there's a lot of things around him that could have been better to put him in better situations. I think the offensive line, you know, struggled. And, and, and when you have a quarterback that's not really mobile paired with an offensive line that's struggling, that's not a recipe for success. You kind of have to, if you're going to maneuver your way out of that, you either have to have a quarterback that can move on his legs, you know, move a little bit or an offensive line that, you know, obviously losing Tyler Linderbaum and all that was, you know, uh, a factor, but also the, the, uh, the weapons around them. So I think uh, spinning it forward to this season a little bit, I'll say that I think if, if I was defense can get near the level it was last season and the offense can just be like fine, like serviceable, maybe even bad. Like I think that they have a really good chance of getting to Indianapolis for the for the Big Ten title game because it's kind of crazy that they were able to win ten game or eight games last season with how bad the you know the offense was and um 
if they can, if Cade McNamara, McNamara can come in, he doesn't need to be like, you know, Patrick Mahomes or anything, but like if they can just be an average offense or below average offense, and if the defense can replicate sort of what it was last season, you know, and, and obviously they're, they're losing a lot of key pieces, Jack Campbell, Seth Benson, Kayvon Merriweather, Riley Moss, Lucas Van Ness. Um, but I think that there's a pretty clear path for them to be able to get to the Big Ten Championship. Look at you rattle off all those names. That's impressive. I mean, did you have those written down or do you have them on, on memory there? Those five. Nah, names? nah. That's I nice. Just, man, I, nice. well, I watched wow. the only game I didn't watch like in full was the game against Purdue. And that's because okay. I couldn't find the full version. But, okay. but yeah, but I think like the, the offense, like if, if they, if the offense was like even bad against Illinois and yeah. uh, Iowa State, like they win those games. And then you're talking about, you know, pretty comfortably getting into uh, the Big Ten championship and, you know, the Nebraska game might be a different story and whatever. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I watched it. I watched it pretty closely. So, yeah, someone in our YouTube comments wants to know if you got hazard pay for having watched the 2022 season. I don't know if that was in your contract or not, or signing bonus, maybe. I'll take that. <laughs> if you want to Venmo me for that, I'll, I'll take donations. Or... <laughs> I think that's legal. I think it's legal. Um, uh, everything's legal now, right? Um, so, uh, Good analysis there, man. And I think that's, I mean, that it's almost a funny headline, but we almost could write that story, you know, going into this season. Can Iowa's offense be bad this year? <laughs> you know, as Tyler said, if they can just be bad, uh, maybe they can get to the Big Ten title game um, for sure. That's, a, that's, a, that's the big storyline. And uh, I know we do get uh, Iowa football players uh, tomorrow in Iowa City. Just full transparency, Tyler. Uh, Found out uh, that leases in Iowa City don't really start until August 1st. So Tyler will be moving here officially the week of August 1st. Um, so excited to have you here uh, in person. But you and I will get to connect in person at Big Ten Media Days next week, conveniently located at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Uh, before we get into some other questions, let's just talk about that now, um, Tyler. Uh, Interesting group of Hawkeyes going to Indy. Um, I thought, I felt, I felt pretty confident. I guess, or like, I felt like Cade McNamara would be one of the three, just because he's really uh, kind of gathered a leadership role with the team, like quickly since his arrival in January. And you know, he's the quarterback. He's you know somebody that is leading this team essentially, and obviously has a history in the big 10, but I also can understand not bringing him and not putting him in front of, you know, 35, 40 Michigan reporters for an hour at a podium as well. And it doesn't mean they're protecting him from that, but maybe it's like, who knows what the process was, but it, maybe it was just sort of like, you know, coach, I'd really rather not go. I don't feel it's my place. Maybe let guys who have been in the program longer go. Uh, Kirk Ferris does see this as kind of an an honor. He's not necessarily doing it for what the best stories are going to be for us. Uh, that's that's not the the process typically. So uh, the players are Cooper DeGene, which is a really notable pick, only the second third year junior of the Ferris era to be picked for Big Ten Media Days. Uh, the other was 
Nate Stanley, quarterback in 2018. So it's a little bit of history there. Uh, also, uh, defensive tackle Noah Shannon, sixth year senior, uh, kind of a plugger, veteran guy, uh, had offseason surgery. So, uh, really good quote. And he came up with Hercules for uh, Lucas Van Ness, or at least publicly uh, coined Lucas Van Ness Hercules. And that stuck. And honestly, the people I talked to said that helped Lucas Van Ness in the pre-draft process because, oh, man, Hercules, like we should probably get an eye. Why are they calling him Hercules? And they see like, the guy is built like a, you know, <laughs> a brick house. And then uh, Luke Lachey, the tight end, kind of interesting choices there, uh, you know, Luke was a backup tight end last year. Now he goes to Big Ten Media Days as a redshirt junior. Obviously has the Ohio State ties. His father is an announcer for the Buckeyes. So, uh, you know, you get tight end. You get uh, the best player on the team in DeGene, despite being young, and then kind of the, the program veteran in Shannon. Uh, I know you've not talked to these guys before, Tyler, but what do you make uh, of kind of that choice of list, knowing what players are coming back for the Hawkeyes this year? I think Luke Lachey is a really – interesting one on the list because we've seen him kind of be in the shadow of Sam Laporta the last few seasons and now obviously Sam Laporta is, is off to the NFL but both of those guys kind of played off of each other and, and Luke Lachey being able to have a role even though Sam Laporta was the guy and now you look at him kind of moving into that uh, more featured role but I also think that the importance of getting Eric all, uh, I feel like it has a multiplicity of possible benefits. And one being that, and, and Eric all being a transfer from Michigan, uh, transfer tight end from Michigan, that we can see Iowa do what it had done the last few seasons with Sam Laporta um, and Luke Lachey, where you can have both of those guys kind of playing off of each other and both of them having roles. So you have two tight ends that have, significant roles in the offense and number two is that when you talk about Cade McNamara coming in having a guy that he's already comfortable with that he's played with at the college level that he has some chemistry with that can help facilitate that chemistry with other guys um, I think that's really important coming in um, and, and being able to try to turn around the offense so uh, to me Luke Lachey he's a is an interesting storyline because of I think he's he's expected to kind of take that leap forward and, and be a guy that is is going to be a feature like featured in the offense. And maybe you don't have to lean as much on on the tight ends this season because you hope that uh, Seth Anderson and Caleb Brown, two transfers coming in, uh, can help the offense out. That Nico Ragaini uh, at, at wide receiver who's coming back can can produce maybe someone like Deontay Vines can stay, take a step up at wide receiver. And I haven't mentioned Caleb Johnson yet, but uh, had an outstanding freshman season and think that he can be a really important piece moving, moving forward. But Luke Lachey, I think is he's expected to be one of those kind of breakout guys that has been in the shadow. Like I said, a little bit of Sam in, of Sam Laporta. So I, to me, he's, he's an interesting guy kind of heading into media day. Yeah, uh, great analysis there, uh, and great job uh, pronouncing Regaini uh, correctly. I mean, uh, most of us in the Iowa media do not, so uh, glad you're on the ball on that stuff. Appreciate that very much. Uh, more reader questions, and we'll get to some other stuff uh, related to the Hawkeyes as we go. But uh, uh, 
relating to football, what storyline do you look forward to exploring the most on this beat? And it doesn't have to be Big Ten Media Days, anything like that, but any particular storyline you're looking at going into the season, Tyler, that you're most interested in? I think it's just a really – the dynamic like going into this season for Iowa is really interesting in that this is the last season of divisions before the Big Ten switches over to – uh, you know, one big division or whatever you want to call it, the different, you know, different format. And to me, it feels like this is a golden opportunity, not just because of the roster that Iowa has, but also because they're still in the West. This is like a golden opportunity to kind of finish what they weren't able to last season. All they had to do last season was beat Nebraska in that last regular season game of the season to get to Indianapolis. That didn't happen. Um, but this season they have the ability to, to finish what they couldn't. And if we, I think we talked about it before, but like a Cade McNamara versus Michigan in the, the big 10 championship would be like quite the storyline, you know, whether that happens or not, I'm not sure, but going off of also just the way the dynamic of the big 10 is changing, you look at because of the, obviously it's, it's well known, the kind of way that the two divisions benefit you know the west probably more than the east and you have one team going in from the east and and you have penn state ohio state and michigan in there and that kind of cannibalizes itself so only one of those three teams gets in the big 10 championship and in the west uh you know you have one of you know illinois or purdue or wisconsin or iowa you know likely to get in and when they all come, when the divisions come together, then you just have the top two teams in the entire Big Ten, which means that you could have an Ohio State and Penn State or Ohio State and Michigan, which means that the path for Iowa to get there means going through multiple of those teams. So, like I said, because of the roster they have coming back, but also just because of that, how the dynamics in the Big Ten Big Ten is going to be changing. I feel like this is like kind of just like a golden opportunity for Iowa to kind of really like leave a mark and, and take advantage of a, you know, what seems to be a good opportunity. Uh, awesome answer there. A uh, couple more, just uh, random questions. Uh, so Kennington, our previous guy was big into, everyone knew he was big into like chicken places, like Chick-fil-A, Cane's, Popeye, we always kind of had these conversations about, you know, who has the best chicken, et cetera. Any like, if you know, fast food or restaurant staples that like you're hoping Iowa has, or you know, Iowa has anything like that that you really like are passionate about, I guess, in terms of, uh, you know, spots to hit? Yeah. Food wise, I'll say I'm a big foodie. My dad works uh, in a restaurant. So I like, oh, up. no way. Yeah. He's a, he's a pastry chef. So I, I grew up like, Wow. And like I would come in with him on like Saturdays and like help him out. And I used to make like I made it. I called like it was called. I called it like sugar bread. It was basically bread. And I just put a bunch of sugar on it. (laughs) And and like he told me that he put it on the menu because I was like trying to like get him to put it on the menu. And he said he did. And I was like so excited. And then like years later, like I figured found out that like he didn't actually he was just telling me just like to make me happy because oh, man, I mean, it, I mean, it was like, sh- I mean, I was like 10 years old probably. Okay. And it, it, I don't think it tasted very good probably, but for a 10 year old, it tasted great. But, um, but no, he's actually retiring, uh, this week. So shout out to him. 
Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but anyways, I like uh, food. I like cooking. I'm really, I like most types of foods. I like, uh, man, chicken wings, pizza. Uh, one thing that I've missed in Indiana that I'm hoping I'll get in Iowa is barbecue. Cause being from North Carolina, really like good barbecue. They don't really have like a ton of great barbecue in Indiana. So I'm hoping Iowa does, uh, really any food. I, I almost like any type of food except maybe like crawfish shellfish. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm looking forward to, to, um, figuring out the, the cuisine, uh, landscape over there. Well, there's plenty of barbecue spots and I would say I'll let our listeners kind of, I don't want to like suggest one over the other, you know, unless they want to sponsor us. I mean, they don't, they don't suggest it, but, um, but yeah, throw, throw suggestions Tyler's way on uh, best barbecue spots in Iowa City. They've got a few in mind, but uh, again, I don't want to soil the, uh, I don't want to influence anything. So. No, I like um, that. I like the, I, the sponsorship. Can we do like a free yeah. hush puppies if Iowa scores more than 10 <laughs> points or something like that <laughs> we might have to wait a while man no just kidding uh first game we, you know that should be utah state you know you would think iowa can kind of crack that 25 points per game average uh that they need to for brian ferentz's contract i'm not even sure what you know about that but we'll get into that we'll talk about that a lot as the season goes on uh Trying. Oh, any? Uh, do you have brothers and sisters? Are you uh, only child? What? Uh, what's your family? Uh, you know, siblings, close family guy. Uh, how would you? You know, tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, uh, I'm an only child. Uh, really? Yeah. So is Kennington. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what? A, what is it about? Okay. All right. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Only child, but I'm really close with my both my parents. Uh, they're like they're a big part of you know who I am, what I've been able to do, uh, what it, what pushes me to go forward. So, uh, I'm in contact with them a lot and they're, they're helping me move to Iowa city. So. Awesome. Are they, do they live in Chapel Hill then or. Yeah, they both, yeah, they both live in Chapel Hill. Yeah. All right. All right. Very cool. All right. Let's talk. Uh, if you're comfortable to talk about a little bit of college wrestling, let's do it. Uh, last topic here, unless, uh, unless anyone else wants to fire away any further questions for Tyler, but we're going to get to know him through the coming months, years uh, on the beat. Uh, I'm really excited to have him. Uh, like I mentioned before, we'll be in Indianapolis together next week. Uh, the Hawkeyes, uh, he, you know, he and I will get together Tuesday night. Uh, most likely a depth chart. Iowa's preseason depth chart will come out first thing Wednesday. So uh, that'll be something we can talk about. And then the Hawkeyes uh, hit the podium Wednesday. So Kirk Ferentz and six other teams. I believe Northwestern is on that day as well, so that'll be interesting. Uh, and then a lot of the a lot of Iowa's opponents go the following day, so like Nebraska, Wisconsin. So um, that'll be uh, we'll be there both days for the Big Ten media days. But until then, uh, let's talk just a little bit of wrestling. Uh, I, I posted this, a column this morning on Gable Stevenson. Uh, crazy to think about Tyler. Uh, you know, one of the athletes that you are going to get to cover, at least loosely, um, is women's basketball star Caitlin Clark, like the best, you know, the national player of the year, the best in the sport right now, um, objectively speaking. Uh, certainly, you know, among, you know, has been voted the best female athlete in college sports, um, you know, won an SB the other night for that. So uh, now to think about the possibility that Gable Stevenson could be a Hawkeye this coming season, almost out of the blue, 
But from the people I've talked to uh, close to the program, very much a legit possibility. But they also say, just be careful, you know, be cautious. Uh, we, you know, there's a long way to go before anything like this happens. Iowa does have a pretty strong uh, NIL, uh, I guess, base, you could say, in wrestling. Uh, Gable has been, he retired from wrestling after 2022, winning his second NCAA title. He won 20 with 21 gold in the Olympics. It sounds like he wants to aim for 2024 Olympic gold again. So uh, he has one year of college eligibility, believe it or not, after a stint in the WWE. Uh, I'm not asking to break down wrestling, Tyler, but just sort of the gravity of the possibility, which is real. He could stay at Minnesota. He could transfer to Iowa. Uh, I am hearing the possibility that maybe Michigan would get involved as well. But uh, the Hawkeyes are potentially in the mix and those in the program are very hopeful but cautiously optimistic yeah and obviously like because he hasn't even entered the portal yet so there's still kind of a lot of things that would have to take place but like on the surface at least to me it seems like a good fit just because it's too it's a high profile program and a really high profile wrestler and if you talk about like him wanting to wrestle at you know one of the the best places you can in college wrestling that just seems like a good a good marriage it seems like a good combination um and he seems to also just like kind of be taking it in a lighthearted like fun way of just like like if he wanted to keep stuff under wraps he wouldn't have tweeted out like (laughs) year six question mark and like you know the bird emoji or you know whatever (laughs) if it was a hawkeye emoji would it like and um but so he seems to kind of be embracing that and maybe the, you know, the WWE kind of stardom has a factor in that. But um, like I said, on first, you know, on first glance, it seems like it would be a good fit just because of how high profile he is and how high profile the Iowa wrestling program is. Yeah. And um, some people have asked, what about Tony Cassiope? He's the, the, the Hawkeyes returning heavyweight going into his final year uh, of eligibility as well. Uh, finished fourth in the NCAAs last year. But my answer to that is, you know, do you want a guy that can maybe score you 26, 29 points in NCAAs? Or do you want a guy that might finish fourth at NCAAs? Um, and we'll be going against Gable Stevenson at a different school if you don't get Gable. So, uh, and the other thing is, Tony would have available, I'm told, an Olympic redshirt year, as this is an Olympic year coming up. So he could take an Olympic redshirt. That said, Iowa has Ben Keeter, you know, the uh, world junior champion in the pipeline as well, probably ticketed for heavyweight given he is uh, going to be a linebacker on the Hawkeye football team this year. Uh, I'm guessing he's going to play as a true freshman, at least on special teams. So, uh, you know, he'll be in that 230-pound range, I'm guessing. So he's not going to cut down to 197. So Ben Keeter, likely a heavyweight as well, but gives him an opportunity to redshirt, gives him an opportunity if this were to happen uh, to wrestle against Gable Stevenson in the Iowa wrestling room. And of course, the Hawkeye, uh, you know, new wrestling facility, $30 million facility opens next summer. Uh, the potential for a long-term fit to have both Stevenson and Spencer Lee under the same roof, two potential 2024 Olympians you know, kind of the goats of their sport during certain stages of their career. Uh, You know, we saw so many Hawkeye duels start with Spencer Lee, start with a bang, 
Uh, now, if this were to happen again, I don't, I don't know what I would grade the percentage chance. I don't have, I don't want to get your hopes up or anything, but let's say it's 50. Let's say it's 50 to even have a chance to, um, you know, have that guy be the finishing guy at the end of duels. I mean, have those sellout crowds at Carver waiting for the last match uh, to see what he's going to do or what backflip he's going to do. And Gable even said, I put it in my column. He said, uh, of course, he's named after Dan Gable, uh, you know, that, that he loves his favorite place to wrestle is a Carver Hawkeye. So uh, a showman of sorts getting to wrestle in front of the biggest crowds in college wrestling year after year. Iowa always the attendance leader in college wrestling. Um, I don't know how many years it's been, 15 maybe in a row, something like that um, is would be pretty cool. So I don't want to get everyone's hopes up, just saying it's a possibility. And if we didn't, I mean, we'd be crazy not to talk about it, given, uh, you know, what he tweeted yesterday. <laughs> and then he was in Iowa City over the weekend. So uh, pretty interesting stuff, Tyler. Um, with that, uh, any final thoughts as you enter the beat? Are you, how is it for, how's the first day going? And uh, are you ready for... Uh, uh, and maybe T. Well, I don't know. Let's let's keep under wraps what you're working on for the week. But just uh, give us a sense how how day one's going and and your excitement level as, as we sign off here. Yeah, day one is going well. Um, looking forward to day two and three and four and the rest of the days. Um, but no, I'll just say I, I'm you know I'm excited to um I'm excited for this opportunity. I'm I'm excited to to get to know you guys as a fan base. I hope you guys get to know me. Like I want to obviously I'm gonna uh be professional and show you know per, you know show myself with professionalism but i also want it to be like casual and that like you know you can ask me things or you know i'm just another person like you know doing my job and stuff so um i you know i one of the things that like i've said before and i'll probably say again is that um just the human interest side of it is really important to me like getting to know helping you to get to know athletes and like i know that like a story that I write or something, you know, might not like single-handedly like change a life or anything, but I just, I think it's really important to like learn about other people's perspectives in life. And like, I like to connect with other people and like learn about other people. And, you know, you can take something that someone else has done and apply it to your own life or use it as inspiration or whatever. So uh, I just think that like, just being able to connect with people and like, I'm not like, I would, I would describe myself, I tend to be like more of introverted, but I love connecting with people. So like, I, I really like that part of, you know, this job of just being able to connect with people and get to know people and build relationships and all that. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to that. If, you know, you have any questions or whatever, reach out to me. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, we are too. And that definitely stood out in the interview process. So uh, welcome aboard Tyler Tashman and thanks Hawk fans for joining us on this special edition of the Hawk Central podcast. Stay tuned Wednesday night for our Hawk Central radio show. I've got two super special guests uh, on the list. Uh, I will let you know that as soon as I definitely secure the interview, but uh, it's going to be a good one, I, uh, I promise. So uh, stay tuned for that it's, uh, Wednesday night, 6 to 7 on KXNO in Des Moines. And uh, once again, Tyler and I will be back, uh, be in Indianapolis together next week. Uh, this should be a slow week. I think overall uh, beyond that, but um, next week it really gets cranked up with big 10 media days. So uh, thanks to Tyler and thanks to you Hawkeye fans. This is Chad Lysico saying so long and we'll talk to you next time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of 
uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.